is 9 a.m. on Thursday, March 26th. This is Community Pulse, your local report and update on the coronavirus situation in mid-Missouri. You can catch this Community Pulse update every weekday morning at 9 a.m. here on KOPN. Today is day two of stay-at-home orders for Boone County. Joining me by phone to discuss this and more are Dr. Elizabeth Alleman, local family physician and host of Your Health Matters, which airs every Wednesday at 6 p.m. on KOPN, and our guest, Connie Burnham, Emergency Management Coordinator for the University of Missouri Extension Program. Good morning, Elizabeth and Connie. Thank you. Good morning, Tim. Thanks again for doing this. Yeah, of course. Do you want to start us off with a brief overview of where we're at today? Yeah, so here we are, um, day two of our uh, countywide stay-home orders, and those orders are spreading across the nation. Um, I'm delighted that uh, Boone County was... um, was able to act uh, before we saw a crisis in our hospitals. That's very helpful. Um, Numbers worldwide are increasing, continue to increase exponentially, 480,000 cases today, uh, 21,000 deaths, 110,000 people recovered. And remember these numbers, the numbers of cases and recovered are probably 10 to 20 times what we're seeing because of the nature of asymptomatic cases and the lack of testing, the widespread testing that's been done in most of the world. Uh, We think the deaths are probably pretty accurate. Those are easier to measure. United States, 68,000 cases, um, 1,000 deaths and 46 recovered. Love to see that number coming up. Um, Missouri has 369 cases when I checked. It's it's likely going to be higher at the end of the day, eight deaths and no recovered. It's still so early. And the social distancing that we're doing is likely to take two weeks to affect the numbers of cases that we're seeing because there's about a two-week incubation period for this um, illness. And then um, it'll take another week or so to affect the deaths because it it takes a while for people to get sick enough to die. So um, we're going to hope that we're going to see a leveling off of our numbers. Um, so I, I'm so happy that um, Connie is joining us. And Connie, can you, let's just get started with what you um, sent me, like how to get ready for this. I know it's already here and we're already shut down and some of our options for preparing are no longer available, but let's talk about how we do prepare for something that's coming that feels big and scary. Well, I was going to say, first of all, preparedness is the key to any disaster. I don't care if it's this one or if it's a tornado or if it's a flood or, you know, what, whatever the case may be. But mm-hmm. the more that we're prepared, that means the more that we've thought through the situations and we've come up with a plan. We know plans do not go exactly as written. Um, we'll take, you know, the pandemic right now. Public health has been planning for pandemics for absolutely years and years and years. And for they 100 have years, a, since, since 1918, we've been planning uh, for it. Yeah, I was going to say, but, you know, definitely, you know, latter part of the 1990s and, and you know, forward into now. And so they've got, they have a good handle on it, you know, things, but things are going to change, and so they have to change accordingly. And so that's why you see, you know, do we have enough this, we don't have enough that, whatever. But they are, you know, working a plan and then adjusting it as they need to. And that's what we always do with any kind of disaster that we have. But, again, some amount of preparedness is better than no planning at all. Because if we don't plan, then we're just like our hair's on fire and we're running around going, we don't know what we're doing because we haven't thought through any of the situations. So here are some things that I think are helpful when we're looking at, 
um, trying to better prepare ourselves for not only this one but other <clears throat> other disasters. Remain calm, and I and I see that right now because people are listening to to public health and government officials on all levels. And it's, you know, it's the same story. It's not like one has a different story than somebody else. It is a plan the way this has worked. And so if we remain calm, and other times it's not as easy to do that because it's uh, right here in your face and, you know, we, you know, and, and so we'll get much more excited about things as other disasters occur. <clears throat> but if you can, you remain as calm as possible. And again, if you've thought through how to develop a plan, you've thought through the different scenarios so you know what to, to plan for. Um, again, following guidelines from government officials and, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, including, you know, public health and, you know, your uh, county and city governments and things is vital. It is vital. You cannot go off on your own and say, well, I'm going to do this my way because it just doesn't work that way. So we want to make sure that we follow that, and if we do, hopefully we're going to come out on the end of this in a much better place than if we did not follow their their um, their direction and orders. Um, kits that we can build to help uh, better prepare ourselves. The first one I would say is a home disaster kit, and that can be, I mean, anything that you can put in a tub that you need, and you have to adjust these according to what your family needs. But some of the really basic things I look at, American Red Cross for their water requirements, and they say, you know, a gallon per person per day, three-day supply if you're going to be evacuated, or two-day supply if you're going to be at home, depending upon what the situation is right now. You know, there's no problem with our water, so most of us, you know, don't have to really worry about that. But we're talking about in terms of if there's other kind of disasters, a tornado or, you know, flooding or something like that, where, you know, you really do not have the proper uh, water outlets that you need. But there's a yeah, lot of other Connie, things. It's, it's, Go ahead. Just to interrupt you a little bit, it's also uh-huh. true that while we do not expect interruptions of basic services during this, it would be problem more problematic than um, in a baseline time to have an interruption in your particular water thing. So any water line could burst or a Oh, sure. uh, electric line could go down. And so right. we don't have the same capacity to run over to the neighbors or run out to the grocery store and get these things. So thinking about what you would want in place if another thing piled on top of this would not be a bad idea. Oh, no, it's never a bad idea. Matter of fact, you should have it anyway. You know, just you may not even you may not use it during this disaster, but you should have mm-hmm. it ready for the next one because something could come along, in, including just a winter storm that takes out power, or you can't get to the store, or the stores are closed, or you know whatever. So no, mm-hmm. you should always have right. you know water available um, for yourself. Now you can always use your uh, water heater, the water in your water heater, not for drinking, but for other things. So if you have a forty gallon a water heater, you have a lot of water there in case you would need to use it. But again, that's not for drinking. That is for other things. But you can use it, you know, for <clears throat> for other other methods, you know, and things that you need some water for. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we go into. <clears throat> Excuse me. Wow, what a what a uh, allergy season! <laughs> allergy season, flu season, and pandemic all at once. Who knows the difference right. sometimes when somebody's coughing or clearing their throat right. or whatever? Uh, food, easy to open food. <clears throat> you can. I mean, this can be anything. If you got have a can opener, that's great. But if you don't, yeah. if you have things that you can open up, 
cans of tuna, chicken, soup, whatever. Most of us think that we have to have something heated, but, you know, if you're hungry enough, you can open a can and eat it cold. Make sure you have yes. a utensil in order to do that, uh, right. to, to do that. Um, medications. This is one of the biggest thing that people need to remember. A lot of times you, can't, you don't want to leave it in your kit because you're using it. But when you realize that there is a disaster approaching or that, you know, a, a, a bad storm, make sure you have, you know, your container of medications ready to go to your safe space if you have to move because you need them and, and they, are not, they may be able to be replaced, but it will, be, it will take time. Now, I'm going to give right. you an example of when you need not only your medications, but food or drink. If you're diabetic and you rely upon food and drink at a certain time, particularly food, you want to make sure you have that with you, you ha- that you have it available. Not only um, at home, uh, you know, you're going to have it ready, but you also want to make sure that this is what you put into, you know, that you have at your office and at your in your car. We had an example of recently one of the winter storms that went through bad accident on the bridge that goes over the Missouri River <clears throat> at Roachport and it stopped traffic for for hours and for miles excuse me again so anyway so what happened was somebody needed food and um and so the highway patrol was was talking about that later on and said if you're out in your car in this kind of weather you want to make sure that you have food if you need it and that was such a a a a, a wow moment for me because i wasn't even thinking about it so somebody could have just been driving from columbia to boonville and said i'm going to go shopping for a little bit and come home and and not even think about the fact that they could be stranded on the highway for hours and hours and hours so make sure mm-hmm. that you have that uh, car yeah. kits uh when you get into those again you know those are you know something that you want to make sure that um you have you know some bottled water and snacks you need flashlight you need a multi-purpose tool excuse me, first aid kit, jumper cables, things like that. You want to make sure, you know, you have blankets and boots and gloves and things like that. So if you're out there, especially in the wintertime, you want to make sure that you throw all those extra things in the car so that you have them in case that you need them. Uh, Then we, uh, you know, office kit again. You know, what is it that you're going to need in your office somewhat like you need in your home? Uh, but uh, but you could also uh, need additional things like you know a fire extinguisher, which you also should have at home. Um, you should need <clears throat> you might need dust mask or plastic sheeting and duct uh, duct tape to seal a room. You know those sort of things. First aid kit. You know so those all of those work gloves, goggles. Uh, no radio. Uh, a weather radio is always important to have uh, in your office and in your home. And the one thing that I really want to uh, to uh, promote is whistles. You know, if you have a whistle, you can get somebody's attention. If we've heard many stories about cars that have gone down ravines and they can't be found, and it doesn't mean that your cell phone's going to work in that kind of a situation. Uh, but if you've got breath, you can use that whistle, and somebody can find you. Same thing gotcha. in a home. You'd be in a tornado, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, you know, right. your house is around you instead of you being just nicely placed in that home. All of a sudden, it's like, how do I let somebody know that I'm here? 
so those are the sort of things. So although we think of a whistle as being such low grade uh, of, a, of a piece of equipment, sometimes it could be the thing that could save your life. So I want to make sure mm-hmm. that people, you know, think about that seriously, about putting whistles in, excuse me, in all of their vehicles and in their um, you know, home kit and in the office. A little forethought yeah. and uh, um, preparedness can really go a long way in, in normal times, but especially now. Oh, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, well, talk a little bit about social distancing without being isolated. I know we're well, all thinking about these things. You know, it's, it's amazing. You know, it's, uh, I'm, I'm at home in my office, and everybody that I know is at home, and you don't see much traffic going by, no matter probably wherever you live, because people are not out and about, because they're not supposed to be. Um, and it can, it can be kind of a very excuse me, you know, for me as well, an isolating event, I'm going like, Mm -hmm. wow, I'm used to being in an office. I think most people, even though people may not be working, they do have contact with people all day long. You know, they may, it may be the mail delivery person. It may be something FedEx or UPS. It may be your neighbor, you know, that walks out the back door and you wave at or something like that. People are really in their homes and not out. So, we need to figure out the different ways that we can keep ourselves uh, connected to each other. You know, for many who can um, get online, uh, there's so many social media platforms, you know, to, to keep yourself either entertained or to converse with people. Um, but, you know, some people are a lot less and, and more low-tech than that. And those are the individuals that need to really figure out how how can I keep in connection with somebody? You know, I know that uh, writing notes nowadays and letters is really, you know, almost un- unseen um, because we're so used to, you know, plugging something into a piece of electronic equipment and it immediately flies to somebody and that, you know, that's it. But, you know, receiving something like that through the mail can be very uplifting to someone. Uh, thank and you I just, a note. I'm thinking yeah, of you. I just- I just started a, a, a pen pal uh, relationship. I now have a pen pal, which I have not had since I was a child. Um, so we're being very careful to not lick the envelopes um, and uh, presuming that in the three to four days that it takes to get from one place to another that it will be safe for each other well, to open it. Well, you're, that great point that you brought up about the licking of the envelope. You know, I, wouldn't, I wasn't thinking of that as I was thinking of, you know, how do we keep connected to someone? But, see, there's always somebody else that can come up with, hey, remember this? <laughs> and that's why we're all in this together is that we all can point out, oh, well, yeah, if you do that, though, this happens. Be careful about that. So, anyway, thank mm-hmm. you for pointing that out. That is ex- excellent, and I will keep that in my mind as well. But, you know, like I say, we've got a lot of elderly people in there. They're probably isolated most of the time anyway, but particularly uh-huh. now it's even more frightening, especially if they're it listening is. to any of the news because it's like, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's like every sentence is, and it affects this population and, you know, on and on. So anyways, in some ways, I would try to minimize some of that. You can listen to the news to get the basic information that you need, but listening to news all day long, and that happens in my household as well, because, you know, you just turn it on, you walk away, but, you know, it's on there and all that sort of thing. But I would highly suggest people be selective of how many times that they sit there and listen to some of these reports, because they're, you know, it can be, I think it can drag people down, you know, and, and make them more worried than maybe they need to be. So anyway, yeah. that's Connie, just my... Can we- 
Yeah, can we talk about some helpful resources that we will um, that uh, Tim can put up on the uh, Facebook page? Uh, yes, um, Extension has a um, uh, a web page. Um, web page. It's um, called. Um, here's a second. Here, um, uh, the COVID nineteen yeah. resources the website. Extens- extension to the number two at period Missouri spell it out dot edu, and you can find all kinds of stuff. You know, there's a family disaster plan that you can search for, but okay. they've also put up a new resource, and it's called COVID dash 19 resources and it's a website that helps navigate the pandemic and the response and it has all kinds of information in there um, it has all the governmental things that are in there but it also has information about you know resources about mental health for uh, for yourself and then also for first responders which is very very important as well um, so some of those resources uh, might uh, get somebody to thinking, you know, there's all kinds of, you know, mental health um, issues that go on with this. And, you know, this isolation just, you know, magnifies all of those sort of things. So anyway, if you, if you want to go to that, that website, that would be uh, helpful to maybe some people. And I'll share those great. links on our Facebook page immediately. Oh, that'd be great. Thank you. Great. So I just want to um, uh, end uh, here, Tim, by reminding people that right now, um, what we're focusing on is trying to test symptomatic people in the community with a priority for healthcare workers and other essential personnel. So people who are helping us maintain access to our food chain and keep our highways going. And um, I'm sure I'm le- I don't want to mean to leave anybody out, but if you know you're an essential person and you are symptomatic and would like to be tested. We'd be happy to uh, to test you. You can get a free uh, consultation that would lead to that would discern whether you're uh, in the criteria meet the criteria we have right now in place for testing, either through the University of Missouri. They are doing a video consult, or you can call my office four four three seven zero seven zero or fill out an online form at dralleman.com. Uh, it is true that also now um, St. Mary's and Capital Region in Jefferson City are testing with a physician order, and I can get those for people if they want to. Um, and I, St. Mer- Mercy Hospital in Springfield is doing screening without a physician order and are screening symptomatic people without a physician order. So the, the resources for testing are increasing. Um, and then I just want to remind people that very likely we'll shut down um, uh, testing of symptomatic people and uh, move to uh, just presuming everybody with the symptoms has it as the cases increase. So if you if testing is important and you have symptoms, this would be a good time. Thank you, Elizabeth. Our guest today yeah. has been Connie Burnham, Emergency Management Coordinator for the University of Missouri Extension Program, and of course our host, Elizabeth Alleman, local family physician and uh, host of Your Health Matters, which airs every Wednesday on KOPN. Do you have any uh, final thoughts to leave us with, Elizabeth? Yes, uh, I encourage people to continue to cultivate a cheerful confidence in your body's ability to resist infections of all kinds, because it has, because you're still here. So, a cheerful with confidence. that, I, I will just say good morning to you, and thanks again for uh, engineering, uh, Tim. It's been so helpful. You're welcome. All right. Till tomorrow. That does it for today's episode of Community Pulse. 
Once again, we were speaking with Connie Burnham, Emergency Management Coordinator for the University of Missouri Extension Program, and Dr. Elizabeth Alleman. You can catch Community Pulse every weekday morning at 9 a.m., and we would love to hear from you and hear your thoughts. So if you have a message you'd like to share, or perhaps a question for Dr. Alleman regarding the coronavirus situation in mid-Missouri, you can call our office at 573 573- and leave us a message and you can also reach out to us on Facebook. We'd love to hear from you and if appropriate, we'll share your question in future broadcasts. Again, that number to leave a message is 573-874-1139. Thank you so much for tuning in. Coming up next on KOPN is Background Briefing.